everybody, and welcome to Your Spiritual Best Friend on Spotify or wherever you guys are listening to the podcast. I am the host, Josh Sanchez, and the purpose of Your Spiritual Best Friend is to connect spirituality, mental health, and astrology all in one because it's important for everyone to realize that we are all on our own spiritual journey at the end of the day. So the more we open up, the more we are able to connect with each other and grow as a collective society. So sit back and relax and enjoy your spiritual best friend. Hey everybody and welcome to Your Spiritual Best Friend. I am your host Josh Sanchez and on today's podcast, it is a solo podcast. I know I have a couple interviews lined up these next couple weeks, which I'm super excited for. But when it comes to today's podcast, we're going to have a couple of wonderful topics for you guys. I really think it's a really good time to do a new relationship podcast. So we're going to start this podcast off with that. I'm going to talk a little bit about how recently I've started long distance dating and how the strengths and some challenges with that. And then we might as well get into some deep forms of intimacy, like how come, what separates a basic relationship from like a deeper connecting relationship. So we're going to talk about that. Um, I'm also going to throw in a little bit of now Leo season is starting and then we're also going to do, you know, just our weekly Terra. So that's going to be, the main topics for our podcast today. So we're going to do relationships, long distance dating, the pros and cons to that. And then we're also going to talk about some little bit of astrology and tarot cards for the week. Um, if you guys are not ready a fan or what are just tuning in, listen and are, and are a big fan of the podcast, please like, rate, and subscribe to the podcast, whether that's on Apple Podcast or Spotify. Your subscriptions would really help boost the podcast overall. And I'm not going to lie, like in the next month and a half, we're going to close in on two years with the podcast. So I really can't believe it, man. It's been a long journey and hopefully you guys have learned some cool content. But without further ado, we're going to get started with our first topic right away. So when it comes to relationships, I figured I can start off this podcast with just adding my own personal experience with relationships, and then let's see how you guys are feeling overall. But I've really, and I've taken more time to reflect more recently on like, what makes a relationship last longer? Like, what is the difference between the people that you deeply connect versus the people you know that you're cool with, but they just scratch the surface? And I think one of the big things is the whole concept of emotional intimacy and how the emotional intimacy of a relationship can really help strengthen that bond. Because let's be honest, like when it comes to physical intimacy, like you could find physical intimacy in a lot of people, right? But what separates the, the basic relationships to the more everlasting, deeper connections is the emotional part of it. Are you emotionally in tune with your partner? And I think that is something that I've realized more being away from my current girlfriend for now. We've been doing, we started long distance earlier in July and 
now it's we're approaching one month already so i can't believe it's it's already been a month of doing long distance and it's definitely had some challenges and it definitely sucks but it's really strengthened our emotional connection and i really think that that is something that you guys should look at in in your own partner in your own relationships with friends like it does not have to be just romantic um but can you connect with the people around you emotionally are these the type of people that can you know you can have deep conversations with and they're not going to judge you based off of your appearance what you believe in or what you're going through are these people do they really have your back through and through and how we can show that is through emotional intimacy right because there's going to be moments where life is going to hit you hard and you're going to need to talk to the people close to you right and if you don't have those people right that listen without judging like are they actually listening with you or are they just reacting and responding to what you're saying right are they trying to find solutions real quick instead of actually just letting you sit and feel the emotions you need to feel now part of our job is to communicate those like hey like this is what i need um, because we're not just going to read people that would be mind reading right and that's a term that we can get into a little bit on this first segment as well we can't fall under that loophole of trying to read what our partners are feeling, right? But are these people actually, you know, letting you connect on an, an emotional level? And it just got me thinking, and I just really think that part of the reason why so many relationships fail is because there is a lack of emotion in that, you know, because like when we can truly be ourselves, right, we are not only physically, but also emotionally connected, right? So not limiting ourselves, right? Like being able to express our emotions with people. If you don't have that connection, your relationship becomes bland, it becomes boring, it becomes lifeless, right? And then we look to find those in other people. So when it comes to relationships, one of the biggest things like, yes, the physical intimacy is definitely an important part, but what makes relationships last? And if you guys agree with me, okay, if not, let me know how you guys feel. Is that emotional, deeper connection you, you have when you're with someone over time and they've seen you not only with the good times, but also in the tough times, the times in which, you know, you're struggling the times in which, you know, like you are stressed, you are, there's so much stuff going on in that head of yours. There's so many things you're overwhelmed with. You need that one or a couple people, you know, to help you get through that. And that is what makes relationships last because we remember those moments where we were feeling down and the people that were there to help pick us up. Um, and if it's your romantic partner, that's really going to help strengthen your relationship. So I really think, I really think, you know, and, and this past month, I know I've not been recording as much and I've just taken more time to think and be with my thoughts. And that's one of the big things I realized just right away through all of the stuff I've been through this past month between the stuff of my family and also the stuff between like my girlfriend moving away. Um, it's been a really tough month, but it's been a really good opportunity for me to reflect and ask myself, what are the things What's working? Like, how come like we're making this relationship last? What is 
making this connection deeper than my other connections, you know? So in that emotional component is so important. So I really think there's a really couple of good exercises, you know, so for my people that are, you know, struggling with connecting with their partner emotionally, I statements, it's going to sound awkward and it might sound corny at times, but an I statement, we're used to saying you did this, right? Or you did that, or we're very quick, quick to point the blame at others. But with I statements, you state how you feel first, and then you explain why. So especially in relationships, right, where we might feel insecure, we might feel, you know, unloved, we might feel like abandoned, we could, we might feel, you know, lonely, right? If we state how we feel first, hey, I feel this, right? Then your partner is going to, okay, instead of it being of, of a you accusing me of something, right, it's going to be, Okay, you feel this way. Why do you feel this way? Right. And then that's when you can actually start to state how you feel emotionally and why you feel emotionally. Now, it's going to take some vulnerability and you got to now that involves your own self. Right. Like, can you be emotionally vulnerable with your partner? And if you can't, then it seems to me that that relationship. Right. You might need to start questioning it, you know, because. Like I've been saying a couple of times on this podcast already, relationships go beyond the physical. Yes, the physical is nice, right? Like we all want to feel good physically, right? But it is that emotional concept of it that makes those relationships last more. And in order to, you know, be emotionally vulnerable, we have to work on ourselves and making sure that our own emotions are in check and that we're able to be we're able to explain and express our emotions in a healthy way. And I statements is a really good way to practice that for my people that, you know, have challenges in your relationships or, or even feel unheard in your relationship, because that's a big trigger. I've realized between myself and also just through my clients and people I've talked to. It's the feeling of loneliness, the feeling of, you know, not being heard, not being understood. Um, Those are some big core feelings, core thoughts, core triggers that we are, that's causing us to feel this way or act up in a relationship or to even, you know, for some people, even sexually act out, right? Because that can be a trauma response. So in order to build that emotional connection, we have to be able to be vulnerable and state how we feel. So I statements are very simple. You don't have to overthink it. You start with, I feel blank. Okay. You feel this. All right. Because, or when this happens or when that happens, right? That's when you can say, all right, when you, and as long as you say it in a confident, non-aggressive tone, You'll get what you'll get your point out of it. And again, that's where it comes back to you, right? Circling back to you emotionally. Are you ready to have this conversation? Um, That's something that is a big one. So I just wanted to start the conversation with that because I can't believe I've I've already been talking to you guys for 11 minutes. I love talking about relationships uh, because it's so important. We need relationships to help grow. But the main question for this podcast is how would you rate your own? emotional vulnerability in your relationship.
Do you feel emotionally connected with your partner? Is there some things that you need to work on in that avenue? So, because again, that can really help you find those deeper connections that we want. We want to feel loved. We want to feel heard. We want to feel understood. And we have to be able to reflect and assess, okay, is this the right person that I can be emotionally vulnerable to? And another term that is very important, which I will discuss more on a future podcast, is active listening. I've been thinking about creating my own little online workshop on how can we actively listen? Like, what are some tools that we can do, right? So instead of us trying to answer and find solutions to the problem, right? How can we sit and be with the people that are going through stressful times and just let them feel what they need to feel? Active listening is a term that can help us do that, right? So instead of us, you know, finding, trying to find solutions real quick or saying, you know, like, oh, like you can get through this. Like, it's good to hear depending on the person, but sometimes we just need people to just sit and let us just feel what we need to feel. I'm not saying you're going to be a trained professional therapist, but if you actively listen, I'm telling you this right now, you'll feel a lot closer with the people around you and more people will be able to, you know, come to you for things. And that might even boost your own sense of confidence. But I just wanted to throw that term out there, active listening. Let me know if you guys want me to talk a little bit more about it. But my whole takeaway from this first segment again, guys, is again, emotional intimacy. That is what separates the simple parts of our relationships to creating everlasting connections with the people we love the most. Being able to sit and have emotional conversations with each other without there being fighting or going in circles or manipulation or you did this, so I did that or tick for tat. That's pretty much what I just said. My bad. It's another fancy term for that where they did something that made you feel this way. So then you make you do the same to make them feel the same way. So we got to get over those mistakes that we do because if we really love the person and we really see this person as a deeper connection, we have to be able to relate and open up emotionally. So that concludes the first topic of today's podcast. I really wanted to start with that for the next Topic of the podcast, we're going to talk a little bit about Leo season because now we are in the beginning stages of it. Some important and key dates for you guys to think about. And then we're also going to do our weekly tarot card reading as well. Like I said before, before the podcast even started, if you guys are not a fan yet, please like and subscribe to the podcast on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Just search your spiritual best friend and I'll pop right up. I am also going to be at, I'm going to start working more at the crystal shop. It's called find your harmony in Newark, Delaware. I'm going to be there the majority of Tuesdays and Saturday and Sundays, especially during the fall. So just keep it. I'm keep my schedule posted. I usually keep that on my Instagram, on my podcast page. So if you guys are interested in getting a tarot card reading with me, or even an astrology chart reading with me, I will be working at Find Your Harmony every Tuesday from five to seven. And also I will be working there on the weekend. So just keep an eye out for the schedule and all that fun stuff. So again, takeaways from this first topic, building those emotional, that emotional aspect to your relationship can really help you. I statements, 
and also, you know, all that fun stuff. You guys can do this. I know you guys can. So I'm going to take a very quick break here. And when I come back, we're going to talk a little bit about Leo season and also the, do our weekly tarot card reading that you guys love so much. But uh, we will be right back. Hey, everyone. This episode is brought to you by Podcash as a collaboration between Racket and Stir. Podcash gave away over $100,000 to up-and-coming podcasters as a way to support insanely creative and inspiring podcasters. We know how difficult it can be to get a podcast off the ground and running, but with Podcash, it's a great way to get cash, and best of all, it's all free for your podcast. So if podcasting has been on your to-do list or you're already a podcaster, go to podcast.com to stay up to date with future podcast happenings. That's again, podcast.com, P-O-D-C-A-S-H.com. I hope to see your future podcast. All right, guys, and we are back. So I hope you guys enjoyed that first topic about relationships and building that emotional connection. Now we're going to talk about Leo season because we all know, guys, on the 22nd of July or the 23rd of July, my fault. So from July 23rd to August 22nd, we are now in Leo season. So I don't know about you guys. Cancer season for me has been really rough. It's been... (laughs) It's definitely been probably one of the toughest months I had to deal with from an emotional standpoint, but it's really helped me realize a lot of things about myself. And, you know, like I've learned new things about myself, especially with my emotions and trusting more people with communicating them. It's really helped me get through this tough stretch. Um, But with this first topic, I wanted to start a little bit about some important dates to look at during Leo season and some things we might expect. So obviously you guys know from future, from past podcasts I've done, Leo season is all, it's the blunt of the summer pretty much, you know, like we're feeling summer, we're the dog days of August, we're feeling the heat, we're really feeling the intensity of summer during this month, right? Because we all know like the beginning of summer was towards the end of June, right? And now, you know, we are in the heat of the summer. I was just in Texas this past weekend and it was hot. It was over hundred degrees. I come back home to Delaware and it is hot, just like how it was in Texas and humid. And, and I can't stand the humidity. So that is what the Leo season is, you know, like Leo was ruled by the sun. And if you guys think about the sun, right, the sun shines bright and it's all over. It hits all the planets. It's, The big concept with Leo season is ego, right? So this is going to be a great time period, especially if you're a fixed sign like myself, Tauruses, Scorpios, Aquariuses, and Leos. This could be a very, this could be a very intense time for you because we're all fixed signs. So we're going to feel this type of energy. That's not to mistaken, you know, for anyone else that might have like, 
other placements. Um, but this is a great time period if you have any fixed energy in your chart. This is where you might feel an ego boost or a question in ego. So overall, that is just a concept of the sun being in Leo, which is ruled by the sun. So it's a very, it's going to be a great spot for a lot of people. This is where, again, a lot of people usually like to travel, right? Find that sense of confidence back again. You know, this is overall Leo energy. But what's going to happen is this year, there's going to be some important dates during this time period for my astrologers and for my people that are really into astrology just to look at. On my last podcast, I talked a lot about how Leo, Venus being in Leo and in retrograde and how that's really going to affect our relationships. If you missed that podcast, don't worry. You know, it's right on Spotify. It's 101. Literally, I did it last week. Um, But when Venus, Venus is the planet of love, right? Relationships. And when it's in retrograde, it's going backwards, right? And since it's in the sign of Leo, right, which is ruled by the sun, and it's a very fiery, passionate type of energy. Wherever you have fixed energy and wherever you have Leo energy, you're going to feel Venus's retrograde in your relationships, whether that is with friends, family, loved ones, right? So that is a very important date. So it starts again July 22nd, and it's going to last all the way to September of tw- September 3rd. So this whole Leo season, we're going to feel this relationships, you know, could you might have some problems here in terms of, you know, communication, passion, ego, confidence in your relationship. It's just something for you to think about. So that's the big thing right there. Another important date is Chiron retrograde in Aries. So if you guys know, I've done a couple podcasts where I've shared Chiron with some of the clients that I've recorded podcasts with. Chiron is the wounded healer. So we all have wounds we need to heal, right? So the fact that Chiron is an Aries, the concept of self-confidence, it's huge during this time period. Chiron might be a little planet or a little aspect in our chart, but we feel it very intensely. You know, so if if we have not put in the work for our self-confidence, we it's going to be a time where it might hit us home. So it starts from July 23rd and it's going to last all the way to after Christmas, December 26th. So over the next couple of months, Chiron building that self-confidence. Right. And if you have any cardinal energy, you might feel this presence as well in your chart. So cardinal energies include Aries. Capricorn, Cancer, and Libra. So you guys might feel either a question of self-confidence or a challenge with that, or even maybe even a boost, depending on where it is in your chart. So that's something to really get you guys thinking. So that starts July 23rd. The last couple of important dates during Virgo season, Mercury, the planet of communication, it enters Virgo, right? So it's going to be in a very comfy spot, Virgo being ruled by mercury so communication might be a really good time period here so let's just again those attention to details right the daily habits questioning are we on the right path right physical health can be important here too so that's just something for you guys to think about our full moon which i'll talk more about as we get closer um and and in fact you know it's going to be august 1st so i plan to record another podcast on sunday this week So on August 1st, you know, there's going to be a super full moon in Aquarius. 
So for my people that, you know, are in that have Aquarius placements, you guys are going to feel this placement more. And I will call, I will talk about that more on the next podcast, but again, mark your calendars, August 1st. And the last one I'm really going to talk about is the new moon in Leo, and that'll be August 16th. So that marks again, the beginning of a new moon cycle, right? So those are all the important dates I just wanted to throw at you. My fault if I was saying it a little bit too fast, but again, just to recap, The new moon in Leo, August 16th, full moon in Aquarius, August 1st, which is going to be this week, uh, this week coming up, I believe, Tuesday. And then Mercury enters Virgo on July 28th, Chiron in Aries retrograde and which is the 23rd and Venus retrograde, which are which we are already feeling that in Chiron, which was July 22nd. So those are all the important dates I just wanted to throw at you guys before we do our final tarot card week reading for the week. So like always guys, as you guys can see live on YouTube, I always like to, you know, thank my ancestors beforehand. You know, we always got to thank the people that come before us because we've learned so much from them. So I just want to first thank my ancestors for that. And I'm going to ask a question as I first split the deck, obviously. So this reading is going to go for me and my podcast listeners. So my question for my ancestors is very is a very simple one. What energy should me and my podcast listeners be expecting last week or this week coming up? My fault. So again, I repeat the question because I accidentally stumbled my words. What is the energy me and my podcast listeners should expect for this upcoming week? So for the week of July 31st, all the way to, I don't know, the last day of the week, I believe the 5th or the 6th. Don't quote me exactly on that. So I'm going to pull three cards and we'll see. All right. Wow, this one was ready. They were ready to talk for this one. So here we go. I put my cards back. The first card we got, we got the Knight of Cups. So if you guys do not know, here I'll show you guys what it looks like here as I pull it up on my book. Sorry, audio podcast listeners. Um, You guys won't be able to see the card fully. But the Knight of Cups. So it's pretty much a knight. He's on a horse and he's holding a cup. So one of the things that we see right away is romantic proposals, invitations, following your heart. Ever wonder what the term knight in shining armor represents? The Knight of Cups is it. The knight rides in on his white horse to save the princess trapped in a castle, right? So it's just like a romantic, regular love tale, right? This person is confident, brave, and they wear their heart on their sleeve. They are loyal in a relationship and devote all of their love to this person. The knight brings the kind of news we hope for. This might be even like a wedding proposal or an unexpected job offer or even new friends, So this is going to be a really good opportunity to make some new connections. So whether that is with myself or if you guys are listening to this podcast this week, think about, you know, is there a new opportunity or is there a new window opening? And now you're starting to make new friends. This is something for you to think about. Okay. So take, take action with this card and uh, you might be, you might receive a big surprise. So that's something to think about right away. The Knight of cups comes up. As great as the Knight of Cups begins, 
Now we have <laughs> a very tough card. So this one is three of swords. So if you guys see literally if for my people live, it's and for my audio people, it's literally three swords here. I, I don't know. Yeah, that helps. So it's literally three swords stabbed in a heart. I will say it was upside down on the bright side, but we'll see uh, if this is happening. So the three of swords, heartbreak, sadness, grief. The three of swords signifies a sudden unexpected blow to your emotions. When you see this card in a reading, it often foretells the sudden loss of a loved one, the realization of betrayal or an end of an important relationship with someone you loved very much. Whether the situation, it'll cause a great deal of pain and suffering to you. As terrible as it might seem, there is a silver lining. You can trust yourself to dig deep and find the strength to overcome whatever comes your way. No dark cloud can linger on forever. Remember that the way you feel now does not encompass how you will once that you feel once the dust settles. The intensity of emotion will subside over time. Pour love into yourself and trust that life goes on. So this first card talks a lot about, you know, making new connections. The second card talks about ending possibly one. The fact that it's upside down, though, depending on who you want to go to for cards. I know for me, I like to look at the full reading first to see, okay, does it make sense if it's still upside down or not? But this one involves like heartbreak, sadness or grief. For it to be upside down, it might be this is something you might not be feeling now, but it could be something on the horizon. So just to be aware and mindful of. And then the last card we got is the Page of Cups. So we got the Knight of Cups, Page of Cups, and Three of Swords. So this one, the Page of Cups. And give me one second as I pull it up. And I got to search through this book. Here we go. Page of Cups. Idealism, youthfulness, good news. The Page of Cups represents our inner child, a Peter Pan of sorts. Whether your age, the page symbolizes a need to play, to dream, to have a little fun. So don't take things too seriously when this card appears. Instead, play around and let your imagination and creativity flow. Be open to new ideas as the Page of Cups agree, uh, argues well for new projects and opportunities. The card encourages you to embrace these opportunities, despite it being something that you might you may not even expect. If you do so, it'll lead to new adventures and open many doors. So this week we have a mixture. And again, for my listeners, it's just a little it's a page. It's like a young child holding a cup. That's why I really like this deck, because it's so I find it so interesting. So when it comes to our overall reading, we got Knight of Cups, right? New opportunities, great time to meet some new friendships, right? Meet some new, you know, new, whether that is friendships, whether that is new work relationships, whatever it is, it depends on, you know, your, your journey and what you're going through. But that is the first card right away that stands out to me. Let's take action and let's create some new opportunities if the windows are opening up now. The second card is we might experience some heartbreak, right? We might experience, you know, we might need to remove a situation that is no longer serving us, right? Because think about it, as we're creating new opportunities, there might be an old opportunity that is no longer serving us. So that's just something for you guys to really think about. 
And then the last card on this reading was the Page of Cups. So we're young in this, right? So tapping into our inner child, tapping into our inner wisdom, right? Take on that new challenge. Try something new and have fun while doing it, right? Because, you know, if we come in with all these expectations and it doesn't meet our expectations, especially on the first day, we could get discouraged. So instead of coming in with all these ex expectations, come in with like curiosity. Come in with, you know, a sense of youth, a sense of like our inner, what our inner child needs, right? So those are our three cards for today, for this week coming up. So this week, it seems like a bunch of new opportunities and a mixture of some heartbreak. So be, be aware and be mindful of the people that are in your corner. Is there a relationship that you're going through that is challenging? You know, this might be an opportunity for you to assess and talk about it. But when it comes to the podcast, I just want to say thank you guys again for letting me have this space with you guys talking about Tara, a little bit of astrology, and also talking about relationships. Like I mentioned before, if you guys are a fan of the podcast, love the podcast, please like and subscribe and follow the podcast on social media. It would really mean a lot to me and for the listeners. I want to start doing giveaways again. I know once I get more of a consistent schedule, because right now I'm still trying to juggle a bunch of stuff, uh, we will start to get the ground running with that. I, you know, especially with the two years coming up, I want to do something special for you guys. But just I will let you guys know and just stay posted. If for my astrology and tarot card people that want to get a reading from me, I will be at Find Your Harmony again starting every Tuesday from five to seven. And on Saturday and Sundays, just keep an eye on my schedule. Most likely I'll just do two days out of the week, but sometimes I'll do three. And especially in the fall, it's going to really pick up. So if you guys want to hang out with me there or, you know, continue to listen to this podcast, not to worry. You know, I, I'm not going anywhere <laughs> anytime soon. But I hope you guys again have a wonderful night. Stay safe. Have a good rest of your week. Have a really great weekend. And this is Josh officially signing off.